Welcome to the Live Exposed podcast. This is the podcast that is designed to help you break free from the fake life you've been living and live in actual freedom, the life you were actually meant to live. We're so glad you tuned in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do love what we're talking about, please hit the subscribe button, follow us. Also, uh, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family and help them experience the life that they were meant to live. So, here to help you navigate your path to freedom is the host of the Live Exposed podcast, Mr. Reggie Brock. Hello again and welcome back to this episode of Live Exposed. I'm Reggie Brock. As I say every week and will continue as long as I have a podcast, I want to say thanks to you who dropped by today to spend time with me hopefully to give you some information that can help transform your life. And what I know is this, what's coming out of me, if you don't just hear it, but you receive it deep inside of you and take the tools that I speak to you about and apply them to your life, you can expect change. That's what I know. And I see it all across the country as I talk to people and interact with them who've listened to this podcast, finding strength from it. More importantly, though, they're seeing actual changes in their life. So we're on a journey together, and I'm appreciative for you to stop, that you stop by and spend time with me, and you understand that by us applying these principles to our lives, we're going to find what we've been looking for, and that's freedom from some of these things in our lives that have tethered us to the past, that have kept us from progressing. And you know what they're talking, you know what I'm talking about, but let me just be real clear. I believe that our priority should be to live inside out. Let me take this minute and explain. Our performance that people see and hear is a direct result of what's going on the inside of us that no one sees or hears, but us. And so for monumental change to happen in your life, you gotta start working on some of the things on the inside of you that nobody sees, you don't talk about, but it's failures and hurts and issues of your life that you know need to be dealt with. And you just, for whatever reason, decided not to deal with them. And I meet people regularly who have these hidden agendas and secrets that they don't want anybody to see. And they justify and go like, well, I was treated a certain way. You know, I, you know, and this is my response. And it's just the way I am. <laughs> That's not what people of victory And overcomers say, they don't just say that's the way I am. They're always looking for increase and growth in their life. And that's what I hope I provide you. Because I know the words coming out of my mouth, if applied to your life, I promise you, it can change you in time. If you don't get weary and you don't faint and you're not looking for something to happen overnight. If you will patiently process change, inevitably, you will reap the things that you're hopeful of, but not without patience. I'm going to talk to you today, and this subject came 
crashing down on me in the last couple of days because I had the privilege and the honor of spending time. Um, I had a customer in Shreveport, Louisiana. I have a couple of customers in Shreveport, Louisiana that I wanted to visit and talk to. And while I was there, I realized that we have a, uh, I had a 40 year reunion with uh, my football team in Evangel at Evangel College. And what was unique about this is this was the first team Evangel ever had. First football team that ever that 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 was ever at Evangel, I was on forty something years ago, and so to be able to be reunited with those guys, it was just, I mean, special. And probably the most special part of it is when our coach Denny Duran got up there and started really speaking life over us about uh, this specific topic topic that I want to share with you today. He started talking about the importance of team. And I guess the thought that resonated most with me was when he started talking about teams. He talked to us about the uniqueness of this first team and how there was so much unity and there was so much oneness, so to speak. And, you know, we're after a common goal. And, you know, that's why when we got into the same room together 40 years later, we still felt the same way about each other we did back in the hot summers of August uh, 40 years ago. We were just there again, it felt like. And as I started pondering what Denny was, Coach Duran was talking about, my heart began to palpitate pretty quickly because I started realizing that that's probably the last team I was ever committed to. And that's sad. He went on to say that he has found a traits in people who abandoned teams and those traits one of them he discussed was an an inconsistency in life a lot of ups a lot of downs never balance never even kill highs and lows ins and outs and boy what a way to describe me and when he said that I thought to myself I want to be a part of something that not only I can get from, but give to. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. You know, I know the word entrepreneur is said a lot, but can I tell you this? As much as I believe that, I don't believe it has to inspire us to be lone wolves. Even if we sense a calling on our life or a purpose in in, in our hearts that... We don't feel anybody trustworthy to share with. I'm telling you right now, you and I will not survive alone. I I think about church, for example, an ecclesia, if you will, a gathering. Listen, you cannot sit around and watch church from that your television set and get the same impact it was intended for. You have to commune. You have to fellowship. You have to develop relationships for a team to ever be created. You see, we're wanting to build teams from a distance. We're wanting to build churches by watching TV. We, you know, we're not wanting to make the effort of having to go. You know, we don't want to at work. We, you know, we would like to have powerful success, but yet not be very minimal, if you will, in terms of relationship building. 
you know, everybody just go do your own thing and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll hope for the best. But the fact of the matter is my selfish ambitions keep me from a desire to really get on a team with other people and care about them and their needs and their wants. Listen, when I was on in my most productive years is when I was a part, not the whole of my picture in life. When I started running on my own, and I had to cover a lot more territory than I was capable of just to protect myself, I failed. And I'm telling you right now, you cannot from a distance do anything with a team that has any value or meaning. Get your fanny up out of the chair and go meet with them, be with them, be a part of their life, understand their lives, suffer in their sufferings, rejoice in their rejoicings, be a part of other people's life that is created through a team environment. Now, this team word can be extrapolated in different ways. But I think the idea is the cooperative effort I felt 40 years ago to common cause and goal and purpose had to be done practicing together, playing together, being together. We cannot isolate ourselves and expect us to find strength just in our own abilities because it will fizzle out and you'll get exhausted. You know how I know? I've done that. But one of the things that Denny was sharing with us is there's strength in numbers. And I know we've all heard that, but I didn't think about it that way until I started thinking about my life. When I lose strength, I look around and see no one there. When I isolate myself, when I choose the sacred path of you know uh, self of self right the sacred path of self where all I'm concerned about is what I want what I get and when I get it and whoever I have to step on that's just you know too bad for them when I'm on that road I lose strength I lose momentum I lose drive I lose a lot of things that at times I get so exhausted I can't find any reason to get up and try again listen. When I was 40 years ago playing with a group of guys and I got tired, they picked me up. When they got tired, I picked them up. In in our ecclesia, in our churches, we've got to be there for one another and provide for one another. Can I tell you this? Church or business is not just about the get, it's about the give. Let me say that again. An ecclesia is about not just what you can get, but what you can have to give. It's co-contribution, it's co-laboring, it's this ability on our part to see our lives in a greater shape than just our own. You know, what's important to us and what drives us and what ambitions are for us, that's the problem. We're in division right now because we've chosen ourselves over the team. We've chosen ourselves and abandon everybody that's mattered to us in lieu of, you know, and for the opportunity of being more relaxed and, you know, you know, not not having to put up with other people's nonsense and, you know, not be annoyed so bad that somebody's going to say something to hurt us, which it all happens. Listen, that you know, that team I played on 40 years ago, there were guys I liked some days and guys I didn't, but we never gave up on each other. Can you say that about the relationships you have in your life right now? I mean, can people look at you and depend on you? Can people look at you and think, my God, he is or she is 
wanting to contribute to me, not ask of me before they contribute to me. You know, we see there's a lot of similarities in life that, that, that are easy to compare. You know, I mean, you look and you go like, well, you know, the way people are in business is probably some of the times the same way they are in church. I'm going to go to church. Or I'm going to be a part of my ecclesia. But if, if, if people aren't giving to me, I'm going to basically set my hiney on my shoulders and I'm going to make for sure that everybody knows how disjointed and uncomfortable I am and how much I don't appreciate. And oh, by the way, don't you realize how much money I give? I should be treated better. I should be treated with more respect. I should See, that's the mentality. That's when the low, lone wolf in you comes in, and that's that narcissist inside of you, and that's that person inside of me that goes, it's all about me. And that's the problem, in my opinion, with church, with business, with marriage, with everything. It's all about what can I get out of it as, as opposed to what we do together that creates the accomplishments for the common good. This is powerful truth. It's not widely accepted. I mean, listen, I mean, we're all in similar industries, if not the same. And our industry is all about us maximizing our potential. It's all about doing what you got to do to get what you need out of life. The fact of the matter is, if other people benefit from it, great. If not, doesn't matter. And that's not the way I can live. You know why? Because I sense a depletion of my strength. I sense me losing my way because my way is not accountable. I'm not responsible. Nobody is looking at me, holding me responsible. Can I tell you this? Listen, when I played, you know, I, I was responsible to other guys. If I blew my assignment, we failed. The weakest link, I did not want to be. So I felt this endearing love for these guys that would not allow me just to get lazy and lose my hustle. Think about your family. What is it that you do that shows them you've got them in mind more than your own self? Your team suffers when you don't contribute. If you're just a taker, you know, the team will suffer. Now, some of you don't really care about that. But then others of you, this is a point of conviction where you're going like, yeah, I like you, Reggie. Left a good team, understood how the unity worked, and I chose to abandon it. And here I am out by myself. The good news is, can I tell you, is find a team and find a team with this in mind. I'm going to go in and contribute. I'm not going to look at everybody else and go like, what's in it for me? What are they going to do for me? You know, I come to church and nobody ever says nothing to me. I go to my ecclesia and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, be there to put on a happy face. And then everybody's, you know, nobody shows me any attention. And that's the problem. That's just the lone wolf who's wandered into town somewhere and gets uncomfortable with the people around him and then just vanishes again and just says, well, you know, I, you know, I, can, get, I can get on TV what I'm getting, you know, much better than having to go there and, you know, waste my time with people or in business, this remote life. I, listen, I love remote. 
But you know what it does? It isolates us. And I think it's important past just Zoom meetings where people can gather if they're comfortable. And that people can fellowship and they can develop camaraderie and unity. You can't do that from a distance. Team, some of you listening to me today are depleted physically, emotionally, and in every other way. And if you just look around you, you can understand why. Nobody else is there. Nobody else wants to be there. You've kept people at arm's length. And so these ebb and flows, these ups and downs, these in and outs, these highs and lows, you've faced them your entire career and your entire life. And honestly, it's time to change that. You can be replenished. You can be restored. You can sense unity. You can shoot common ground and common direction. Just get on a team. And today, I want to talk to you about what good teams look like, what bad teams look like. But once and for all, can you finally realize that the misery you're in, some of the resentment that's building inside of you, some of the heartache and heartburn you have toward people, it's not that they left you, but you left them. <laughs> I mean, there's guys that I played with 40 years ago who some of them have made an effort to get a hold of me, but the question I asked myself coming home was, how much effort have I made? You see, when you spin that dial turned in your direction, you have to face your own self in the mirror and you're not really focused on what they didn't do, but what you do. You then become conscientious of the need to contribute. And teams who have contributors on them gel. Protection and appreciation is created oneness and unity is developed when we're all about each other. Listen, I'm telling you, my heart breaks when I see what happens to teams in our business and how people are polarizing themselves because of these own ambitions that um, can take or not, you know, live with or without people. And eventually what's going to happen is your lack of concern and care for contributing because it's overwhelmed you to a point to where you have such need for it of getting that you've lost sight of giving back. It's going to catch up to you. I see it happening every day. Plans put in place by ownership, leadership, influencers that is all about the end game for their vision and their purpose. Listen, Coach Denny Duran got up there. I, I Honestly, when I heard his story again, I'd forgot about some of this. I mean, this is a, a leader, in my opinion. Great leaders have this kind of crazy bone in them. <laughs> uh, and let me explain. He, You know, Denny, Coach Duran, when he took and accepted this job, Denny was a signature away from signing with the Washington Redskins in the National Football League. Think about that. Great athlete moving into the NFL, which every football player in their wildest dreams hoped for. He's ready to sign the paper and something comes upon him and 
you know, it's the spirit of the Lord saying, Denny, this is not what I have for you. Think about that. He's been blessed with the talents and the skills to play in the NFL. Now he has the opportunity to sign and he has to walk into coach George Allen and tell him, I've got to go a different direction. He tells the story, goes back to the hotel room. Basically over a course of a short period of time, he's asked by Robert Spence, the president of Angel College, to come coach our football team that's not even assembled yet. We don't even have a team, but I need a coach, he told Denny. And oh, by the way, the pay was like something like $12,000 a year or something crazy like that. And the thing that I failed to mention is that Coach Duran was one of the most, and still is, one of the greatest communicators and um, speakers that you'll ever meet in your life. He's traveled in churches all across the country, businesses all over the world. They pay him a crazy amount of money to come and speak because he's that good and that anointed and that powerful, and he can change people's lives by the words that come out of his mouth. He could have done that, but no, he chose, and that's where this crazy bone I'm talking about comes out, where everybody looks at it and goes, that dude's crazy. There's something in him. What's wrong with him? He could have been in the NFL. He could have been just traveling and speaking and preaching all across the country. But no, he chose to be the head football coach of a team that didn't even exist yet. That's the kind of crazy bone leader that I look for their team to join. See, some of you have to realize that as you're looking for a team to join, You need to look for that person who sacrificed a lot for what seems to be, listen, a little. Don't despise small beginnings. (laughs) Don't allow yourself to be buffaloed by this whole notion of bigger is better. Then he had a little crazy in him. He was led and anointed to do what he did and it infected my life and generations to come along with my 60 other guys on our team that started that program. It started with a man making a decision that didn't look like in the eyes of the world, it was smart, but he had a passion, a desire, and a calling on his life, and it affected these men in that 40-year-ago team to today. Unbelievable. I I say all that to say this. These are characteristics that I think are important as you join a team. First of all, you need to join one. You need to be a part of something. You can't do this by yourself. Stop playing church and be a part of one. Stop talking about wanting to be successful in business and be and join a, a team that will allow you and support you and help you develop in that as you contribute to the well-being of everybody involved. So if you're looking for a good team to join, I want you to look for these five traits. First of all, trait number one is good teams to join, see and understand the big picture. It's a vision, it's a passion, it's a drive, it's a place that we're going. And they are not stopped or distracted by the little things that get in the way. That's really good. 
You've got to find big picture opportunities where the little things don't constantly destroy and offset and cause the big picture to be lost. Focus on the big, deal with the little. The second thing is teams I'd look for are people that are having fun together. One of the things that mattered to me when I was with these guys that I'd played uh, football with 40 years ago is when we got right back together, we had fun being in each other's presence. Listen, it's tough to work somewhere. It's tough to be somewhere with people you just don't want to be around. And to me, the fun we had together was claiming the mountains that nobody thought we could claim. Victories that nobody anticipated we would ever have. We would just decided that together we were going to move these mountains and find the victory together as a unit, no matter what the world said. That was just fun. We reminisced on some of that this weekend. Number three, these teams are transparent and real. When I played, I knew the good, the bad, and the indifferent of everybody on the offense because we were a unit. I knew what guys where their strength lies, and I did my best to compensate for that where, when I could. They knew my weaknesses, and they tried to compensate with their strengths and my weaknesses, and we were transparent and real with each other and accepted us good, bad, and indifferent and worked together. And when there was a short somewhere, there was a, there was a, uh, uh, a, a hole or a gap We tried to find ways to, as a unit, move forward, even though one of us at a point or another may have had a weakness. See, that was this transparent and real, the reality that comes when you're willing to discuss and vulnerable about your strengths and weaknesses. And that was always important to me. The fourth thing was we celebrate, we celebrated victories and defeats together. So I can tell you a bunch of defeats, but there was one win in particular that we all remembered. And again, going to a small Bible college, playing football in Springfield, Missouri, right across town was Southwest Missouri State. Big Division II school. They, you know, the papers that when we played them that week said David versus Goliath. I mean, it was painted. But guys, I'm going to tell you what, the week leading up to that game, we were so united and we really believed we had good schemes laid out. We had players that knew exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And when we walked onto that field in Springfield, Missouri, we looked up in the stands and as what everybody might have thought, there was nobody there. I mean, just like they knew this was going to be a – they were, we were going to get destroyed. And so nobody bothered to show up, sometimes even our own fans. We jumped up fast in the first quarter, and by halftime, we were leading, I think, by 10 or 12, uh, 10 or 14 points. And um, when we came out of the tunnel in the second half, the word had spread in the stadium. There were, it was full. I mean, there's people everywhere. We went on to win, uh, I think it was 32 to 21. And it was, a, I mean, it's still a win that our that, that people talk about in Springfield, Missouri to today. And you know what? So we celebrated that victory, but we also never got divided because of our losses. That's a great trait of a company. 
that you need to be a part of their team. The third, uh, the final thing is don't avoid conflict. One of the mistakes that a lot of teams make is that they just decide, you know, fussing and fighting uh, is not worth it even to find common ground. And I think that's a mistake. You've got to confront and you've got to be a part of a team that um, that doesn't avoid conflict but deals with it head on. And real quickly, in the final few minutes, I want to share with you five traits of bad teams, okay? Um, the first one is this. Some lack commitment to each other. There's some level of lack and commitment to one another. Everybody's got their own ambitions, their own goals, their own hopes, and to heck with everybody else. Bad sign. Number two, they lack openness and trust. If you can't trust the guy on your right or your left, that's not a team you want to be a part of. And having the ability to be open and trusting one another is a characteristic and a trait you want to be a part of of a team that you're looking to join. The third thing is a, the, these teams have really vague role definitions. Can I tell you this? I wasn't a quarterback. I played tight end. I might have wanted to be a quarterback, but my traits, my skills, my abilities landed me as a tight end, and I was happy to perform those tasks. Whoever you are, you've got to be who you are so that you can contribute to the, at the level you're able to contribute at. Be yourself. Go into an organization where they have defined roles and aren't afraid to live it out. Number four, there's no cohesiveness. There's just not a sense of unity. Everybody seems to be going in multiple directions, strategies, things, just processes look different. Nobody's on the same page. Run from it because it's not going to work. And the final thing is this. They just tend to be irresponsible and not accountable. If you find a, a, an organization that's just, you know, do your thing and report to me every once in a while, and there's not a level of very predictable accountability, I would not be a part of it no matter what. Guys, team is important. Get, get involved in one. I hope this helps you today because we alone stumble far more than when we're together. Unite, find a team, get involved so that you can contribute and find the success and happiness that you're looking for and the strength you need to prevail. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. And if I can ever help you, please don't hesitate to let me know. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Live Exposed with Reggie Brock. In fact, if you did, go ahead and rate the podcast and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We also would love if you subscribe to the podcast and also shared it with your friends and family. They would probably enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week as we continue down the journey that leads to ultimate freedom through living the life that you were meant to live.